this game. Many levels in this game. Many levels in this game. Hey guys, welcome to the Monday show, the final Monday show of November. So if you hear my voice differently and you hear me like lisping, is I, I don't know what's going on, but something's swollen and so in the back of my mouth, and so had some work done. Uh, it still hurts, but anyway, I'm, I'm lisping right now, so hopefully this goes away in the next couple of days. Um, but anyways. Uh, this is your Monday show, and oh, I literally, re- I, it's funny, I recorded all the December shows for Monday and Wednesday, and the only show I had any concern about was the top stories of the year, and it's because I, was, I thought about it, I said, War Games matches are fun and good, but it's essentially the same shit, you know, and with War Games being under the WWE banner, yeah, I know we have blood guts, but... With the Wargames being under the WWE banner, I said, it's going to be WWE, which is fine. It's nothing wrong with it, right? However, I said, the matches are, n- are not likely to change for me. The stories would. And boy, oh boy, we had a big time story. And something I had said a few months ago was a whack idea once the rumor started. I still remain that it's a whack idea. But I'm happy for this person that they can finish their story the way they want to finish it. Uh, if they allow it to, their ego allow it to. As I said, when this person was in AEW, those problems weren't just his alone. It was the faction war that it created. You know? Um, and Tony Khan as well. CM Punk has made his WWE return, if you haven't heard. And I've gotten a bunch of mixed... I've gotten... So many mixed reviews on this. People legitimately either love this or hate this. There is no middle ground. And yes, he is very much a cult of personality. And we're going to get into all of it. Um, I have a lot to say about it. I'm actually, I I, I know last Friday when I dropped the episode of JT, I thought it was going to be the last episode. I, I, I just hit him up before I started recording this and said, maybe you should do one more show. And make that like kind of like the match of the month next Sunday. Or so I don't know. My my week is pretty busy, but I, I don't know what else to say because think about. So I love this one else's thoughts too. But I mean, I mean, it's a complete mixed bag. And I'm not. And this is not pe- people who are hitting me up aren't diehard AEW fans. Some are, but some aren't. Some are just like why. And I understand why. We'll get into it. Well. We'll get into that in a second. We're going to touch everything WWE first. We're going to then talk about some AEW, the Continental Classic, and then a couple of other news and notes. Um, so please follow. Please like. Please hit me up in the Q&A. Like, I don't, like people say all the time, they say, you don't pay attention to the Q&A. There's no real question in there. I just, see, I, just see, I just see different responses to the episode, but there's no real question in there. When I see a question, because I get I get notified via email via Spotify, if I get see a question, I'll definitely answer it. But I don't see any questions. It's just com- It's just oh, 
uh, this is what it is. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a comment, so I, I don't usually respond to those. Um, but yeah, you guys put a question in there, I'll definitely answer for sure. So, anyways, let's just get to it. Quick rundown of Survivor Series 2023. Um, Escobar, Santos Escobar was supposed to face Carlito. Carlito was been taken out, and it was put in as Dragon Lee as the replacement, as a surrogate for Rey Mysterio. And so I thought this was a good match. And, I mean, look here. If you've watched any of Dragon Lee's work outside of WWE, you know he's good. <laughs> Santos Escobar, good as well. Great. They're both great. You know, so to see them together is awesome. We're going to get a lot of great uh, Lucha Libre style matches, quicker pace matches with these guys being in the, in the fold. And, um, and that's a good thing. You know, there was a report this week that I saw, that I read, about how, by the way, Santos Escobar got the win. But there's a report I saw that Triple H, one of his biggest frustrations with WWE Creative is how hard it is to get Mexican and Spanish talent, uh, excuse me, Japanese talent over. And, you know, that's, that's always been a struggle of theirs. Like, think about the, the mid-90s or the early 90s when you have people like Bull Nakano, for those of you guys who don't know who that is, female wrestler. She had a great feud with uh, Alundra Blazer with a women's championship, uh, a bigger woman, but this woman could go. She's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love watching anything. She, you could cut on a, you could literally cut on a Bull Nakano match right now. I would hit pause on this recording and start watching it. I enjoy the person work so much. She never really connected with the WWE audience. And the WWE audience, here's the thing. For as loyal as the WWE audience is, they're very loyal to a fault. They like what they like. They like what's being fed to them, and they don't like different. Like for me, like his, if you think about this, when WWE went PG after the whole Chris Benoit situation, people weren't used to it. They had been used to being able to see blood or guts or whatever they were able to see. Then WWE transitioned them slowly but surely away from those things. And at first, at first being in the moment and being alive in that moment, it seemed like such a drastic change at first. And it was, but it seemed like, it seemed like it was. But really, if you think about it, it was conditioned over and over again. Little things. John Cena's finish move, the FU, attitude adjustment. Attitude adjustment. Eventually, you just get used to saying it. That, and, you, you, and because they talk so much, that you hear it so much that then it conditions you to say it. You know, like, still to this day, it's TNA again. But I was still saying TNA up until uh, this year. When I finally started saying Impact. Because I would actually write in my notes, Impact. You know, but for so many years of TNA, because they didn't really condition me, and I wasn't enough of a fan anymore. I was a fan of certain people, but not necessarily the brand itself. It's really one of those situations where WWE's never been good with outside talent. Like, Rey Mysterio is just, this is going to sound so disrespectful, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but he is Americanized Mexican. He is a Taco Bell. Exactly. That's why I said it's not meant to be disrespectful, but a lot of times with American t- American people, oh, I'm feeling Mexican. Okay, cool. Somebody, if there's four people, one or two people say, you want Mexican? Let's go Taco Bell. Because it's safe. I don't eat Taco Bell. I want real effing Mexican. But the reality is someone or multiple people always say, yeah, just eat Taco Bell. It'll be all right. It's one of those situations where he's able to, because of his WCW lineage and because he is a high flyer and because he's so small, it's easy to, to sell that. And the mask sells. Santos Escobar used to have a mask. You know, 
um, but they don't condition you to like their, their foreign talent very. They try, but they but it, it just doesn't like their biggest mistake, their first mistake, and this is Triple H call, was um, Sinkara. But Sinkara just wasn't. I think Sinkara went into there with a big ego, you know. But um, I saw this and said to myself, well, he can change this. Dragon Lee can do this now. In fairness, Rey Mysterio speaks English, so it helps. Even if he's not a great promo to some people, he still speaks the language. So it helps people to connect with him. Also, Rey Mysterio started doing things on his own, such as, um, let me go give each fan a face-to-face experience. He's so good with fans. These are things that Dragon Lee will have to do, you know, in order to take that mantle. So for as much credit as WWE deserves, Rey Mysterio as a talent deserves a lot lot of um, props as well for incorporating a lot of things into his story, you know. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting story to read, and I, and I actually do agree with this. It's hard, you know. For me, I watch all wrestling. So, like, when people ask me all the time, like, hey, what do you think about this person? What are your thoughts? Like, why you, why, why is this person that has this much hype? Like, I got this question a lot this year about Vikingo. Uh-uh. And I'm like, oh, he's great, man. You know, dude just does stuff with his body. He legitimately just does stuff with his body he shouldn't be able to do. You know, do I ever see him in WWE? I really, I don't actually see him in WWE. I really don't. Because um, I, th- I, th- I think... I think he'll, I mean, if AEW, I would be, I'll be stunned if AEW didn't offer him a bunch of money. But I, I don't see him going there because I, I think he would, cause I, th- I think he likes traveling. I think he's like a bushi. I think he likes just being that free agent, you know? Um, but no, that's, that, I just thought that was interesting. So, anyways, uh, Rhea Ripley defeats Zoe Stark. I thought it was in a good match. Um, I still, I disagree with JT heavily. I think, Star, I, but see, and JT watches all wrestling. So, all WWEs and AEW especially. So, like, I'm, I was surprised he wasn't impressed by Zoe Starks. I really, I really was. Like, the last the last conversation we had, even though I enjoyed our tribute to Terry Funk and um, Bray Wyatt more, I, that will always be one of my favorite shows. Because um, me and JT, I don't know if I told the show, this, this story on the air, but me and JT, we exchanged numbers maybe a couple of years ago. But, you know, you get life and... He got family, and I, and I got other shit going on, and we just didn't, you know, um, connect. We'll talk every now and then about wrestling, but, like, him and I have this love of something, and we also get along so well because of other things we've done together, and he's such a great guy that, you know, sometimes this life can get away from you, and I do believe in that out of that tragedy has brought a, a closer bond. I really do believe that. Um, I hope he feels the same. But I was really stunned. He said that because I know I know he watched NXT. And I, was like, I I think the world is Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark reminds me of a modern day Luna Vachon, and I love Luna Vachon. I love me some Luna Vachon, and I love Zoe. I, I think Zoe Stark can be her her moveset is amazing. I, I, I get it. She's not. Uh, someone said this to me the other day, which I think was highly ridiculous. He said, "Well, she's not a, that, that pretty." I said, "We're not in that era anymore." No matter what you think about, someone thinks she's pretty. Everyone, everyone has someone that admires them. So even if she's not air quotes, you know, air quotes, you know, air quotes diva quality, that doesn't mean anything anymore. There are some people who don't think Eo Sky is attractive, but then you show them a picture of her past photo shoots where she was doing like new photo shoots. Then all of a sudden they think she's attractive. I think Oscar's one of the most attractive women on the roster, but who cares about her being attractive? That, that she can kick butt. So I don't know, but I, I hope, I hope he turns. I hope he watches more of her stuff as she continues to grow. And I hope he sees what I see. 
because I think this is a star. I think she should. I think the only thing I, I would change about her is because under Triple H, we know women can succeed. We uh, succeed. We know this. Her gimmick a, a little bit reminds me too much of Shayna Baszler to kick at. If she can add more personality, because Shayna Baszler, she has personality, but it's a kick-ass personality. And she can add more of the uh, Kurt Angle in her, like be serious, but still be funny sometimes, and know, have that comedic timing, which is rare, I think that could set her apart. You know? Um, like Rhea Ripley, like, she she has all of it. She is the total package. Like, she did a signing the other day. She licked a piece of paper, or she licked something, and it sold for 850 bucks, which is all sorts of level of weird. But, like, to other person, not Rhea Ripley. Well, uh, well, it might be a little bit for both. Anyways, the point of it, the point of it is is that not many people can have the, to- uh, have the total package, but they have certain parts. I still think Zoe Stark can get it all. I do. I really do. Gutha retains the Intercontinental Championship, which is a fine match, you know. Um, in the first War Games match, Becky Lynch got the pinfall. Ba- Bailey is so getting kicked out of damage control. Um, second year in a row, damage control has been in War Games. Second year in a row, they have lost War Games. And finally, we get to it. Team Rose, they were down four men to five. Right before, as Rhea Ripley is running out to help Damian Priest cash in money in the bank, which would, which would have been a unique way to do it. You hear Randy Orton's music. Randy Orton looks amazing. He's jacked. And he was so happy to be back. 18 months in the waiting. So good so good to see him back. He looks healthy. He looks happy. And look here. The back injury took 18 months of his career. He can't get that back. He's only getting older. But with him being in this kind of shape, he can wrestle as long as he wants to. He looks amazing. And uh, instead of him finishing off J.D. McDonough, he passes it over to Cody Rhodes. Rhodes hits the crossroads. Pinfall wins. This is the first year ever they've done pinfalls. Usually it's a, it's a surrender, right? Or, or or did they change this up last year? I don't No, it was pinfall last year. It was. Because Reigns pinned no ones. That's a low blow. Um, Yeah, it was pinfall last year. Now, I just couldn't remember now. But now I'm thinking about it, I have to remember. Well, then we got a staple of the black and gold NXT. Where... The, the baby faces are just celebrating, and a logo comes up, and all of a sudden you hear cult of personality. Uh, obviously, they're in Chicago. Chicago got spoils this week. They got AEW on Wednesday, and then WWE and CM Punk in a massive reaction. In a massive reaction. Punk is now back at Sports Entertainment, and this now blows... Everything we know up. Everything it blows. And where do I start? So let's start with the the first. He's official. The same way we get the graphic of AEW All Elite. You're not official until you get the Triple H point and Triple H and CM Punk. And as Triple H tweeted, it's a mighty cold day in hell. They both point to each other. Now under the booking of Triple H. The last time he saw Triple H... As a WWE contracted performer, he was telling Triple H, supposedly, you need to wrestle me, I don't need to wrestle you, I'm the hottest thing in your company. And he walked out the doors. Now he comes back under a Triple H regime, under a TKO regime, no longer run by Vince McMahon, and apparently they talked, 
they weren't interested in the time. It was too many rumors. And the apparently heat, uh, uh, talks heated up last week. And they, Triple H and CM Punk talked on the phone for an hour. And they wanted to hold his return off until uh, the Royal Rumble, but they knew it would have leaked. So that's why they brought him out now. Doesn't matter when they brought him out between now and Rumble. This was a genuine surprise. Did not see this coming. Um, but this has, what they've done is they set themselves up for WrestleMania to now say, we sold all the tickets for WrestleMania. Now we're going to sell even more tickets to WrestleMania. Now we're going to have more hype going into WrestleMania. And even though they broke all these records for WrestleMania 38, they're going to break a ton of records for WrestleMania 40. What do you mean? Even though they broke a ton of records for WrestleMania 39, they're about to break a ton of records for WrestleMania 40. And now you see CM Punk. Think about this. You lose Brock Lesnar to part-time ship, which has been a long time coming, obviously, which was a long time in the make. Uh, already happened. You lose Roman Reigns. You've gained back two full-timers. I know Punk may not be as full-time as everyone else, but you, you're getting someone who's going to be there quite often. Same with Randy Orton. You have two stars two stars now in the in the mix and Seth Rollins I think did a great job of playing into it he this is clearly I, I'm not, I don't think this was planned I think Seth Rollins knows that the internet never forgets and how he was the one who made a comment about CM Punk years ago and I think even Reigns is called Punk Cancer so people have called Punk a lot worse and that's saying a lot because cancer is pretty fucking bad right um CM Punk, now, here's my thing. I still believe the main event of next year should be Cody finishing the story and, and defeating Roman Reigns. It has nothing for, for CM CM Punk will not be the face of your company. CM Punk will be a very polarizing individual, but Cody Rose will be the face of your company. And I do believe, in my heart of hearts, and I know at this point I'm just sniffing hopium, so if you're a hopium dealer, just mail me that good stuff in, brother. I still believe Cody Rhodes is the one that's going to defeat Roman Reigns next year. Night 2, main event, WrestleMania. I do. And there's way more advantages having Cody as your World Heavyweight Champion than anyone else right now. The, the, first of all, I think he's going to defeat Roman Reigns and then his first feud coming out will be a la 96 when Sean defeated Bret Hart and his first feud was against his friend. I think his first feud will be against Randy Orton and uh, heel Randy Orton for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. But, um, now this blows up everything. I think the only thing I feel confident in saying Outside of that, and that's that's that confidence is shaky. But I do feel good with saying that I think Logan Paul should still put over LA Knight for the US, U.S. title. But now, even with that being said, where do you go with CM Punk? Where does he fit into the greater story? This dude just got fired two months ago. Amazing what talent will do for you. And obviously, the fact that he won. Look here, we knew he wanted to come back when Dax Harwood had his podcast. And Dax Harwood said, "No, he called him and said, hey, I want, I want, I miss it. I want to be back in.' So we know, we know he still wanted to contribute. That couldn't happen because too many Eagles were allowed to have voices in WWE. Excuse me, AEW. Excuse me. Now he has a chance to, to finish the story. No matter what, his legacy will be what it was in AEW. But now he goes over there to WWE. Is he a needle mover, guys? For the WWE diehards, is he a needle mover now?" Jesus Christ. Um, so reportedly, it's a multi-year deal. So he's there. For, he's, he's there. You know, and apparently uh, a lot of people didn't know. Apparently, like, Triple H ended up taking over headset towards the end of the night at like, the last couple minutes of the show just to do just to do everything himself so, so that way it wasn't, like, 
So it was a genuine surprise for everybody. Um, I, I also want to say I'm happy for the CM Punk fans. I still believe AEW had to do what they had to do. Enough was enough. Every week it was a new story. Every fucking week it was a brand new story. You couldn't get away from it. I've had I've had content creators hit me up saying, I want to talk about someone else besides CM Punk. CM Punk's bringing me in money. But I'm much rather talk about other shit. That's just crazy. You know, and maybe him not having so much power will be a good thing. I think Punk having the power he had and the control he had, maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe that maybe that's the key. CM Punk to me is and for and will forever be the most polarizing one of the most polarizing figures in the history of pro wrestling. Now he's back, and Seth Rollins, as I said earlier, did a great job of playing into it. Anyone who's seen the footage, they see CM Punk uh, waving and and then sitting Indian style, and then you know Seth Rollins giving him the middle finger, being held back, and everyone's just kind of looking. All the talent is just kind of looking. Who knew? Who didn't? We'll find out in soon in soon in time. But everyone just stopped. You have Poppy. You have um, Poppy. Listen to me. You have uh, Dom. You have Rhea Ripley's both just looking. Like everyone just sat there. That was a moment. And I will say this: it's the biggest. How I've always seen Survivor Series in the last fifteen years has been essentially the cliffhanger before you get to WrestleMania. This is a hell of a cliffhanger. I have no clue where you go. No clue. And now you, and you still have two world heavyweight champions. Now, Seth Rollins, clearly, I still don't think this was planned. I, I, think, see, I, mean, I think Seth Rollins saw this and said, I know what I need to do to get night one main event. <laughs> I do believe that. I believe that he, Seth Rollins said, oh, I know what to do. And Punk, look here, he can, knock a lot, he can do Trish Trash and knock a lot of things off his bucket list. He can win the Royal Rumble. He has, like, look here. He think. Imagine this. Punk can be the guy to defeat Seth Rollins, then lose to Gunther. Like, there's so many things you can do with that, twisting that in. Seth Rollins has kind of become that gatekeeper anyway. I don't think it's a good thing. But look, Seth Rollins is going to always have great matches, you know. But look, what do you do with Gunther now? Do you keep the IC title on? I don't think you should. There's so many questions. But look here, here's the thing. At the end of the day, they probably paid him a lot of money. He's, he got paid off by AEW. You know? Uh, well, well uh, the way he got fired for cause, maybe not. But, um, look here, this is a good thing for his fans and him. Hopefully he can do the right thing this time. Hopefully he can bury the ego. And I, I, and, and, and see what, and see what, and I, this is the last thing I'll say. And move on. I can imagine a world championship feud or a feud with Cody Rhodes where he says, you destroy everything you touch. Cody already made the comment, I feel like this thing we built got damaged after the Brawl for All. Which AEW is now just picking themselves up from. And that's and the, and, the, and the media scrum, that was all CM Punk's fault. He could have handled that in a much better way. So, anyways, let's move on. Um, wow. It, we're, there's a lot to, to, to unpack there. And as even though every show's recorded already... As news comes out, I will definitely do one show in December. That'll be a special show. I'll announce it on Instagram, and we'll talk. We'll go from there.
NWA, they have power episodes up on the CW app. I saw it myself. I was on the CW app looking for a show. I, did, I couldn't remember what show it was. And I, I just ran across it. And then I started looking at the sites and I said, oh, everyone knows that. Well, I guess everyone had known, but I, I guess it was starting to get out. But I'm happy for them. I think this is still, if they're paying to be on the app, it doesn't do anything for them. So hopefully people are watching. But even with that being said, they need to actually be on the CW network. They just do. And Impact made a deal. Well, excuse me, they made an offer. A, a very hefty offer in the millions for Will Ospreay. I'm going to say this. I truly do believe that Will Ospreay, Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call them, I believe that they're going to catch a big fish one day. I do. I really do. Like, they don't have they, they don't really have the complaints that MLW and his other places have. They're a nice little middle ground to where, like, they're not too big, but they have they have the money, you know? So, I believe they're going to catch the big fish one day. I do. I really do. Whoever that's going to be, I don't know. But it'll make things a lot more interesting when they do get that person, whoever it is. AEW, talking about Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay signed a three-year deal where he'll stay in the UK, still work uh, certain dates as long as they don't interfere with his AEW dates. Jay White... Reportedly not happy with his booking during the World Heavyweight Championship feud with MJF and was not happy with his booking during the match. Look, if he wasn't thrilled, it, I don't, first of all, the match probably so, yeah, because he's, he's wrestling an injured guy, right? And he lost to an injured person. He was booked very strong. Him walking around with the world title, he was booked very strong in the lead-up to it. And even with that being said, I still think he was booked pretty strong in the world title feud in the world title match himself. Now, I do believe that he was shoehorned in there because of the Adam Cole injury. But I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I still feel like he was booked really strong. Yes, he's a main adventure. We know this. You know, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, when I saw this, I said, man, this is kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, he just signed a deal this year. He just showed up. I, I think his his uh, debut was whack, you know. But I didn't think anything was wrong with his booking here. I thought it was overbooked, you know. So, I don't know. But look here, I hope he finds... I, I, look here, he's on television. Keith Lee just had a, a match, I believe, on Collision or Rampage, one of the two. And he cut a promo saying the mistreatment and uh, non-opportunities. Look here, Jay White has gotten more opportunities than Keith Lee has. So, and he just, and, and Keith Lee is two years in. So I don't, I don't know. So I, 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 I don't, I don't know what to think about it, honestly. I think I need to take some time and truly think about that one. Speaking of the Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson is very hurt and he's, uh, and will require back surgery. So speedy recovery to him. Tom, Tom was Tony Storm. So talking about Juice Robinson, talking about his wife. They had a great segment that was marred by some what chance. We're not going to start that in the AEW. I'll tell you that right now. We are not going to start that at all in AEW. Keep that shit in WWE, but what you can do is actually get rid of that shit all together. 100% get rid of that shit all together. So, that was annoying, but her, her acceptance of the AEW Women's Championship is a great three-minute segment as she was being played off. It was wonderful. I, I love everything about this gimmick, so I'm all in with it. Wheeler Yuta becomes a three-time pure champion as he defeats Shibata. Shibata held that title way longer than I expected him to, but now Wheeler Yuta has gold again, and they keep going back to him. 
And I'm wondering what the ultimate plan is. Because this is his third championship uh, hold to held his title. So I'm truly wondering, like, what, where is this division going? Do they want him to be... Because I'm wondering. Because like, they've done some cool things with the, with the Always titles, like putting uh, the TV title on Suzuki and stuff like that. And now Shibata having the title. Uh, but he had really long time. Months. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, what their ultimate plan is, um, and how they're going to make this work. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he the leader of this, or is this pure, uh, of this pure division? And if so, let's get that going, you know? Um, I, I, I might have misunderstood Tony Khan, but it sounds like if you have Honor Club, they're going to play Death Before Dishonor next month on Honor Club. I'm sure it'll be on pay-per-view too, but if you have Honor Club and you're paying 20 bucks a month, or whatever the pricing is, I don't have it, why go pay 50 bucks a pay-per-view? If that was accurate, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Um, it's official. Samoa Joe versus MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship at World's End. I, I, I'm going to say this here. I feel about this match the same way I feel about Saudi Arabia's Joe versus AJ Styles. I feel like if you're gonna put the world title on him, it's gotta be now. I'm, I really am hoping. I'm sniffing the hopium, man. I got the hopium running through me, brother. I'm really hoping that this guy gets a, a world. Doesn't have to be long. MJF has held the belt for over a year. There's no shame to it coming to an end to Samoa Joe. I'm hoping that actually I'm hoping Samoa Joe wins and. Gets a, a world heavyweight title with, with one of these big companies. I do. I really do. But it's official now. And finally, we saw the brackets for the Continental Classic. Here is... There's two leagues. The Gold League and the Blue League. The Gold League has John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, Jay White, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. The Blue League has Claudio, Brody King... Brian Danielson, Andrade, Daniel Garcia, and Eddie Kingston, that Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion and the New Japan Strong Champion. Some names in here I was kind of surprised by. Brody King, Roosh being two of them. Um, the winner will get, and this is what I remember, uh, you guys asked me, like, like this is because I remember I record, you have to understand, I record the shows, like, before some stuff happens. And a lot of you guys know that. But this is for the newer people. So that's why a lot of times I don't know. Like Tony Khan had to clarify this thing several times. A. Kingston said he was going to defend. The Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. And the New Japan Strong Championship. In every single match. Well that's not true. At the end of this it will be a new title born. Called the Continental Champion. Why we need two belts. But look here. This, this Continental title I guess will be the thing. Even though I thought this was what the international championship was supposed to be. But the continental championship will be a thing that will go between Ring of Honor, New Japan, and anywhere else you can imagine. So essentially they're combining three titles into one. Which is what New Japan has done before titles. Um, and, been, and that's why you have the Triple Crown champion. Because they're technically three champions. Anyways. We've had the first matches for a lot of people so far. We've had John Moxley versus Mark Briscoe. Moxley won. Swerve Strickland versus Jay Lethal. Swerve has won. Jay White versus Roosh. Roosh lost. Jay White won. This upcoming Wednesday, my birthday, by the way, 
I'm getting a fantastic gift. Jay White, Swerve Strickland, take everything I have. Dante Martin is also back, by the way, before I forget, which is, he got a huge pop, which I'm happy for him. That was a nasty injury he got last year. Um, in the, the the Blue League, Claudio faced Daniel Garcia. Claudio got the first win. Brody, in the, one of the first upsets of the tournament, defeats Eddie Kingston. And I, well, I thought it was a great match, actually. Brian Danielson and Andrade have not wrestled each other yet, so we'll see them soon. Um, but I have no clue who's going to win this thing. Um, if I'm being 100% real with you guys, for the first Triple Crown champion in AEW history, I'm looking at the list right now. I'm going to take Moxley out because Moxley just doesn't need, doesn't need it. I'm going to take Mark Briscoe out. I'm going to take Jay Lethal and Roosh out. And the gold uh, uh, league, that's going to be swerving Jay left there. I'm going to put taking Brody King out, taking Andrade out, because I think Andrade's, no, I think Miro's coming for Andrade. <laughs> He's managed by fucking C.J. Perry, so I'm putting Garcia out, Garcia out of there. I'm going to take Claudio out as well, which leaves Brian Danielson and A. Kingston. I'm going to go with Jay White winning, because I, I, I still feel this way. Unless you have plans to put that AEW World Heavyweight Championship on Swerve Strickland, anything else is a consolation prize. I still think Swerve Strickland from this year alone, has done enough to where he should be in that mix now. I, I, I've even said that he should be the one to take the heavyweight championship if they're not giving it to Joe. You know, if they're giving it to Joe, that's one thing. But if they're not giving it to Joe, then, then Swerve needs that title. He's earned that shit. He deserves it. He's earned it. I'm, I look here, I love these type, like these type of tournaments. I actually just bought myself a Nintendo 64, um, and I have World Tour and Revenge. I can't wait to play the world the, the world tour round robin tournament. Those were always fun, um, but like I think these are always fun. It always um, comes down to the wire. You get pinfalls from people who you normally wouldn't see beat other people. Like imagine when Swerve fights Moxley or Jay White fights fights Moxley. Jay Briscoe, excuse me, Mark Briscoe. The fans want to see him win, and he probably should have, you know. But it's round robin, so you never know how it's gonna happen. So. Anyways, um, a lot to take in there, a lot going on, um, but this, just so grateful for this November to end with a bang, and uh, hopefully both come, WB's hot right now, no doubt about it, AW, they're picking up steam, hopefully both companies can get hot, and do what they need to do for their fan bases, and to build both companies, so, that is a Monday show, check me out on Wednesday, me and JT will do a show at some point in time this week. I will drop that whenever it's whenever I have time to do the show. I'll drop it that same night. But I'll let you guys know when that is. So I'm so chemical. This is I see things a little differently. I'm out.